It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Whoa, look at this story. What do you got? A business closing. Uber to close Drizzly in March. Drizzly, okay. Drizzly is the alcohol delivery service, correct? Uh, yes. I'll take your word for it. Oh, I thought, oh, you didn't know. Okay. No, I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen commercials on it. I'll, oh. Yeah, that's uh, the uh, uh, Uber plans to stop running Drizzly. The move first reported by Axios comes roughly three years after the rideshare giant first moved to acquire the alcohol delivery platform and make it a subsidiary. The transaction was worth $1.1 billion of stock and cash. In a statement, Uber told Fox News it will soon close uh, the subsidiary. After three years of Drizzly operating independently within the Uber family, we've decided to close the business and focus on our core Uber Eats strategy of helping customers get almost anything from food to groceries to alcohol all in, all in a single app. So, so they're, they're claiming mo- there's... They're just moving it over to Uber Eats then. Right, but I don't know if there was there was a reason that they did that other than... Make it more well, user friendly, so you don't have to user use friendly the or Drizzly or app. or it wasn't working with Drizzly alone. Well, it, yeah, that that's the idea too. Right. Is that you know if well okay if the place because in a lot of places um, you it's, I can't buy alcohol in my uh, in my town. I can buy beer and wine, um, but <laughs> I have to remember, and I've lived here thirty years uh, that. In many towns, you can, you know, you get the alcohol right there at the grocery store or, you know, in some of the other bigger stores. So it just makes it easier. And they, why not combine it? And you probably had a bunch of duplicity from Uber Eats versus Drizzly. You know, where people were, well, I'm already buying alcohol over here, you know, on Uber Eats when I order something from the grocery store. And a lot of the, um, at least the bigger uh, alcohol stores will actually deliver. I, I don't, they probably have a minimum order, a minimum uh, dollar amount that you have to order, but, you know, they'll deliver to you. I had a guy say that one time. I went in, it was around Christmas, and I went in and I was like, yeah, you know, we're getting something here. Uh, have some people over the whole thing. And he goes, well, you know, we deliver. So if you find that you're out and I'm like, okay, slow the roll, <laughs> just need the one bottle. Um, but a lot of them will deliver directly from the store. Mm-hmm. That varies by state and jurisdiction. Like I can't get hard liquor delivered to my home because my city doesn't sell hard liquor, only beer and wine. So I can't get anything delivered that's not lawful to buy in my own town. But I can buy hard liquor at restaurants. 
And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there... Don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It was, uh, it was, I think, three years ago, because I would think it was during the, it was either 2019 or 2020, where I'll never forget, I'm going down the street and there's a great big sign liquor. I'm like, what? Hmm. When did we have, I, I don't, don't know where I was at that point, because hmm. I vote in almost every single local election, school board, whatever. Mm-hmm. How did I, and there was a vote that I missed. I don't know if yeah. I was out of town or, and it was on, you know, uh, approving liquor sales in my town. So within three years, we have within probably four or five miles of me, there's six liquor stores yeah. and one right around the corner from me. One of the first businesses on the peninsula I live on, because when I moved there, there weren't even traffic signals and they built a, they built a gas station uh, near this one apartment complex they were building. They put a gas station in, which is good because get closest gas station was like, Ooh, Oh, about three miles away, mm. which isn't far. Uh, but there were no liquor stores and all the liquor store. And I'm telling you, people complained like crazy. These are all young people. Because mm. mm-hmm. remember, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, everybody's young. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. <laughs> and and I live, understand, I live. Now, I moved there first. I didn't know it was going to mm. become a Democratic precinct. Mm. I was one of the first people there when I moved there. Yeah. And then everything grew around me. But it's a Democrat precinct. So there's all these young Democrats going crazy hmm. that there's a liquor store in our neighborhood. Ah, yeah. Okay, this definitely is Texas. <laughs> I remember when we voted, it was eight or nine years ago, to get beer and wine. wine. Yeah, we got... We, you couldn't yeah. buy anything uh, before that. Yeah, we got beer and wine probably about 
18, 19 years yeah. ago, I'm, I'm guessing. Right. Because when I, when I moved, I, I never forgot how shocked I was. Mm. I'm like, wow, I guess they don't, because you're naive mm-hmm. when you live other places. It's like, wow, it's really amazing. There's just, you know, there's no, um, you know, I've got to go like you know, 19 miles to get to a liquor store. I mean, yeah. apparently people don't drink. What are you talking about? It's <laughs> Yeah. You live in a dry city. I go, oh, okay. Right. I didn't know that. Really? And I lived in a dry, actually, I did live in a dry county when I lived in New York, mm. a rural part of New York. Oh, this goes back 45 years ago. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Still, that was shocking when it was like, oh, really? Mm. Wow. And that's why I laugh here because when, when people say, so when's Texas going to approve pot? I'm like, well, we we just got liquor in my town. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna. When when all the towns have liquor, then we'll start then, that. Then they'll, then they'll move to pot. Right. Well, it was weird because the state allowed delivery of alcohol, uh, where you could get alcohol to go from restaurants. Well, and that happened during COVID, and they made, then they made it permanent. Well, let me ask you then: Can you get? You know, like there'll be wine companies that will deliver. You can't get that in your town. Yeah, beer and wine. Oh, but okay, not liquor. okay, okay, okay. But yeah. liquor, you can't. Not okay. spirits. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anything that's legal to buy in in the town, you can. Okay. You can purchase for order. Um. And I was at a drive-through at a place. It's a fast food. I think it's a regional fast food. This goes back several months. And they had a, I don't know, like a a bucket of margaritas to go at the drive-thru. I thought, I've seen drive-thru liquor stores where you actually drive. There's one that I know of where you drive through the center. It's not a side window. You drive through the center. They come up, they get your order, they bring it to your car, they load it up, and boom, you drive out. And I get it. But that was kind of odd going through a drive-thru window, you know, and seeing that as one of the options, a bucket of margaritas, I'm like, all right, okay. Yeah, they had that when I was in Florida. You had, they, yeah. And this goes back a while. This goes back a while when I lived there. Um, don't have that here. Do you know I've never used a food delivery service except for pizza? Oh, yeah. And, and I get We get it. We pizza, don't get it as much uh, because we, we're just getting out more now. But, um, yeah, I use it quite a bit. Yeah, pizza and – but they have their own – drivers mm. and uh the the chinese place but since i've been type two i really don't yeah you know i i may get a pizza a year because it's mm-hmm. just i use doordash quite a bit um yeah never used it grocery delivery from walmart is is yeah i never used grocery mostly delivery easy i play i pay the extra for uh the annual rate for walmart plus and you get you know certain benefits but the delivery was key for me, especially during COVID. And now it's only if my day is really packed and I just don't have time to go grab a carton because now they're opening early again. They weren't opening uh, before 8 a.m. at one point. And now they're open at 6 a.m. And I can go get most of it done at 6 a.m. and then get back home before anybody else is awake, get everything put away. But I will still use it occasionally. What I what I shy away from is the um, well. First of all, vegetables and fruit. I'm yeah. Sorry, I got to be there. Right. Um, 
You got to go perishable. To, you you got to go to Joe's Fruit. Yeah, perishable items. Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Perishable items. Um, anything where you're really watching that uh, that expiration date, mm-hmm. uh, dairy and and things like that. I like to get that myself, um, but and it, it's far less than than I used to get it. Um, but yeah, I still it's on a regular basis. Several times a year, at least. And on DoorDash, one of the problems is, and it depends on where it's coming from, but especially during a cold spell, you know, your food's going to travel a bit. It would travel also if you were going to pick it up, but it won't travel if you go to the restaurant and sit down and eat it. And there's the difference. If you want it to show up hot, right, and, and it to be good. And that's one of the concerns I have with, you know, yeah. getting food delivered is it, there was uh, one restaurant that uh, we ordered from and man, it was piping hot when it got to our porch. It was great. Yeah. I've never ordered from a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Never. It, it's funny because Amazon and stuff like that, I mean, getting stuff through the, uh, you know, delivered anything outside of food constantly. Now, occasionally like coffee, I'll get that. You know, I got to get that from Amazon, mm-hmm. my Tim Hortons. Yeah, yeah. And I love the super coffee, and they don't they don't sell the variety in stores that mm-hmm. I want on on the the uh, low carb, you know, flavored coffee, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't find it. I mean, the stores had it, then they started cutting back. I find that really interesting because I look at it. I love this stuff. It's called super coffee. Yeah, and it has yeah. like if you and I don't drink it a lot, but if I want to, it's got basically two cups of coffee. But if I don't have time for coffee, if I'm running out the door, I'll grab one and it tastes delicious. It's like it's like having one of the Starbucks. I used to love the you know, like the caramel frappuccinos or mm-hmm. Starbucks. Had the, remember they had the bottled stuff you could buy. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Oh, there's just too much sugar in it. I can't right, have it. Right, right. And this thing's only like one gram, one gram of carb, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and all the grocery stores had it and all of a sudden they started cutting back on it. My one grocery store doesn't have it at all anymore. And the other one has just a couple of selections and I'm like, are they going out of business? Well, you go online and they get as much as you want. The price point on, because of inflation, the price point has changed so drastically that, and, and it, it really is a fine art. I mean, they've got it down to a science, the bean counters on what the, um, acceptable price point is on any given product uh, at the retail level for grocery stores, mm-hmm. especially with discount retailers like Walmart and, and uh, Target. Uh, they look at that. And if someone, if something, if any product kind of gets outside that range, it's like, well, you've got so much time for that product to move. And if it's not selling, especially with Walmart, you lose that shelf space. And I have to believe, I don't know if that's the case with super coffee. It but, could be. You know, it could be. It's with inflation hitting everything. My, I was telling you, I, I, I got some protein bars. I used to get the same product, six to a box. I picked up a couple of boxes the other day, last week, and got them home. Didn't even, you know, I just, I grabbed them off the shelf. They didn't look much different. Got home four bars to a box. Wow. Same price. Well, it's probably a niche market. Oh, I mean, yeah, who's sure. looking? Who's yeah. looking for cold coffee? Uh, you know, cold coffee, well, caffeine drinks it's, that have that have hardly any grams of carbs and no sugar. 
It, well, even it's hard to find the no sugar Starbucks bottled drinks. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. that's that's probably very slim. But it's a wide. I mean, it's a huge, huge market. Otherwise, but so many people will drink the three hundred calorie coffees. You know, the bottled coffees, and and not think about it. Yeah, I was looking at soda the other day, and it was like seventy two grams of carbs in one 12 ounce mm, yeah <laughs> you know uh soda pop <laughs> mm. pop as i call it where i come from and you know i'm on 40 to 60 grams yeah i think of carbs. a 12 ounce coke has 35 grams of sugar yeah like whatever that. i was looking at had 72 grams yeah in one i forgot what it was i was just wow. looking at it i don't know yeah. if it was cream soda or grape or whatever mm. but it's 72 grams in Maybe it was the 16-ounce bottles. Yeah, 16 or 20 maybe. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, that's more than I have in a day. Because yeah. I'm I'm at probably, because of my type 2, between 40 and 60. Right. That's what I try to stick to. Yeah. yeah. And that's hard. I mean, it's hard to do. And, yeah. you know, and you can do that, you know. And coffee, for some reason, um, takes away my appetite. Yeah. So if, I have a, if I'm hungry and I have a cup of coffee... Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, I can go a couple more hours without eating something. Right. And that couple more hours can make the difference of what you want sure. for the day. Right. So I know I'm a niche audience, but I know it's getting, if you're, you know, they say everybody's worried about their weight. If you are, then, you know, carbs are important. Calories are important. Yeah. Uh, I know the diet sodas are doing much better than they used to do. Uh, but yeah. But um, maybe uh, you just, you just wonder. Be interesting to find out why, you know, to go in and find out, okay, why did you drop this? Right. Why don't you carry it anymore? You know, what was it? Now, it is more expensive in the store. A bottle probably is, oh, I don't know, 30 to 50 cents more than you can get on uh, on Amazon. Hmm. Yeah. And that could be it, too. Amazon is competing with everyone. Walmart and Amazon right now are, I mean, it is about fierce competition. And getting it to the door. See, that's one of the things with my groceries I, and I love about Amazon, too, any delivery. Not only are you going to go shop for me, you're going to bring it to, you're going to carry it. You know, normally you got to carry it from your car, inside and everything else. It's right there on the porch. There's actually a Walmart service. I think they call it Walmart in home that they offer to Walmart plus customers where they come inside and put your groceries away. That's what you've been looking for with pizza delivery. I know, but I couldn't do it. I'm like, mm, I'm, I don't think that. You could come in and put it on the counter, but I'm not willing to pay for that. Yeah. I, I already paid for it is my point. Could you take off my slippers, please, while you're at yeah. it? Yeah. Well, it's it would just – now, I know there are a lot of people that need that kind of assistance. Like, if I, I, if I could do that for my parents – and dad would be okay with it. That would that would be great. Well, see, for me, I like going to the supermarket because I remember when Happy Days was on, Fonzie mm. and then Two and a Half Men, Charlie would go to the supermarket yeah. and they'd pick up women. Mm. So being single, I that's why I do it. The only thing is I've been unsuccessful here for the last, oh, 50 I don't years. Know, 50 years, yeah. yeah. yeah so. <laughs> 86690 Red Eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howe's Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. 
USDA World Agricultural Outlook Board Chair Mark Jekodowski calls it the only story within January's World Rice Outlook. China rice production was reduced 4.4 million metric tons. The bulk of the reduction in world rice production, the global balance sheet is also kind of dominated by the changes in China. Total use is down, mainly reflecting lower use in China. Global rice ending stocks were reduced half a million bushels, and that is also primarily lower stocks in China. The domestic balance sheet features a slight lowering of production and adjustments up in U.S. rice imports. It kind of reflects the continuation of a pattern of strong demand for long grain aromatic rice varieties out of Asia. And down for our nation's rice exports from the previous month. Yet year over year, U.S. rice exports would be up about 20.7 million hundredweight. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. You know, we talked about... Uh, the uh, No Labels Party uh, on yesterday's uh, show. And then I saw this headline. We'll talk about it coming up following the bottom of the hour. Democrat Senator Joe Manchin threatens Joe Biden with third-party ticket run. Uh-oh. How does he threaten Joe? Yeah, yeah. We'll tell you how <laughs> coming up. You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. So I saw this headline and it says uh, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin threatens Joe Biden with third party ticket run. I'm like, well, how did he threaten him? Well, um, Democratic uh, Senator Joe Manchin threatened President Joe Biden on Sunday with jumping into the presidential race on a third-party ticket. If Manchin enters the race, he would siphon votes from Biden's candidacy, dooming his re-election campaign. Many polls already show Biden trailing former President Donald Trump, the West Virginia Democrat, who will retire from the Senate in 2024 told a private gathering in Connecticut that he will meet with Biden in the coming days to move him to the center. Okay. Manchin would, I know, I that, that, that pause, I, it's, that pause uh, was to let you comment. I, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Just like Joe Manchin, I got nothing. <laughs> Manchin would seriously consider launching a third-party ticket campaign against Biden uh, if he does not compromise and change 
his far left policies, uh-huh. Manchin said. Well, if that's the case and he's actually going to run, well, then Trump is president. If all of this is true. But can he get, because Manchin has been mentioned for the No Labels Party, but if Manchin believes and is publicizing that he's going to draw votes from Biden, which would make it easier for Trump to win, does the No Labels Party, which I view as a never-Trump party, support? Or want Joe Manchin as their candidate? Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Um, look, these empty, ambiguous, so-called threats by Joe Manchin <laughs> is the reason why he doesn't have support. However, if he were to follow through with it, as you said, well, then that's it. If if he were, you just get the word out, give a number of Democrats, anybody else, somebody else to vote for. And there it is. Now, I don't know. RFK Jr., uh, you know, how much is, is going to be in play there uh, and how much he pulls from Biden. That remains to be seen. But if Manchin were to get in, yeah, it would have an effect. I, I just, but the problem is <laughs> Manchin. The problem is show me what, Joe Manchin looks like on, you know, there's not going to be a debate stage, but at a rally. I, I don't I don't hear conviction well, here's from, that, from Joe Manchin and really haven't ever. Here's the thing that gets to me. Uh, Manchin would seriously consider launching a third party ticket campaign against Biden if he does not compromise and change his far left uh, policies. Manchin said, noting that Trump's Republican nomination would inspire his potential run. He didn't he also indicated that he is seriously thinking of running on the no labels uh presidential ticket if Biden doesn't move away from his leftist first term governing style and if the GOP nominates Donald Trump. He believes no labels will have a plan of action by Super Tuesday. Manchin does not intend to spoil Biden's reelection campaign he told Fox News on Sunday, but reiterated his threat to enter the race. What does that even mean? Yeah. I don't even know what that means. Let me say I have. Uh, let me just say I have never been a spoiler, nor will I ever be a spoiler on any election. Manchin said, "If I'm involved, I'm involved to win." Oh, okay. Oh, okay. He thinks he can win. Oh, oh see, I okay, don't. Joe. I don't view Manchin as winning a presidential election. No. If it's if it's those three and everything else, I don't see how Trump doesn't win. But I have to be honest with you. I don't know how many votes he would actually pull from the Democrats. Democrats hate Manchin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I have to ask this question. Yeah. Who wants to vote? For, what demographic? <laughs> I'm not playing identity politics here because the demographic can also be 
where you stand on the issues. Who is really calling for a Joe Manchin to run? You know, this is sort of like you and I, when we, we were analyzing uh, the, uh, was it on yesterday's show or last week's show, uh, and, and talking about the Republicans and saying there is absolute passion uh, for, uh, for Donald Trump without question. Mm. There's passion for DeSantis. There's, there was passion for the Ramaswamy supporters. So I haven't heard any passion uh, for Nikki Haley at all. None. None. Right. And I view Manchin as the same. I don't see it. Who's calling for Manchin to run? What demographic is out there who is saying, this is the kind of guy that we need. This is the kind of guy that constantly got fooled, uh, fooled by Democrats, kept making deals by Democrats, and then whined when obviously they didn't you know, return the promise that they made to him if they got his vote. Right. Who was that attractive to? By the way, I'm asking the question. I'm not making a statement because I know how I'm asking the question. I'm asking the question with passion, but I'm not making a statement by, uh, by you know, asking the question with such passion. I'm not being sarcastic. I just don't know who, what Democrat would vote for Manchin. But is Manchin, when you see that the vast majority of Democrats don't want Joe to run, would they consider Manchin? Hmm. I, I I don't know. And I haven't seen any polling on Manchin either, so. I don't see him getting but a few points. But if you combine it with any points that RFK Jr. would pull from Biden. He might pull from the right, too, but he's going to pull more from Biden. Then Biden's got a problem. You know, um, then you I, I, I still other... don't I still don't necessarily believe the polls either that when you have Kennedy in there. Yeah. And it shows Kennedy pulling just a little bit more from Biden than Trump. Mm hmm. I don't know who who are these Trump supporters that would end up voting for Robert Kennedy. Yeah, no, that's a good who, question. Who are they? I? I just I don't I don't know who they are. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. I think you would be more inclined to see a number of people that want to see a return to Camelot because of his last name. You know. Well, if if we could BS Americans back then, then then why not now? Don't you understand that America needed? I'll never forget this. Oh, it's just it, oh, this has driven me crazy ever since I've been involved in you know media, politics, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Don't you understand though? America needs royalty. Royalty gives people hope, and yeah. we don't have our own kind of royalty. We don't have like the royal family, and so the Kennedys. Yeah. they were our royal family. Right. They presented us the ultimate, the Camelot, uh -huh. the best life, the greatest life. Yeah. Shut up! <laughs> like You guys don't think that you're part of that, do you? It's a, That's their family, not your family. Put down that wine glass. You're not vacationing at Martha's Vineyard. How delusional! And I and I realize I'm old enough to remember how the how the the media marketed that. 
Yeah. I can still remember. I mean, oh, the, yeah. I mean, you still see, you can still see the photos on any biography of John Kennedy. And, you know, for example, they'll, they'll show up. But I mean, it was on all the time. There they are out on the yacht. Yeah. You know, right. there yeah. they are out in the Atlantic. And, the, yeah. and then afterwards, the touch football game, uh-huh. you know, that they would have. The, and I remember that so clearly. And it was presentative of, you know, this is the ultimate. These, this is our royalty. And it was like, right. even back then, I could sense the BS. Yeah, it's um, it, it's garbage. Um, just like a uh, the thought of Manchin winning. <laughs> I'm in it to win it. Okay. Uh, sure you are. So was Chris Christie. Exactly. In fact, didn't he? Did he? Did he give a Joe? Said last year he's he going to be the nominee. I say, was it a? Was it a uh, like a Joe Namath guarantee of winning the first Super Bowl for the AFL? Well, it sounded fairly confident at the time. Finally, a strongly worded letter from the Department of Homeland Security to the state of Texas demands access to the U.S.-Mexico border on lands seized by the state in Eagle Pass. Hmm. Department of Homeland Security officials ordered the state to cease and desist its efforts to block Border Patrol's access in and around Shelby Park and removed all barriers to access by the end of the day today. All right. Texas's actions are clearly unconstitutional and are actively disrupting the federal government's operations, said the Department of Homeland Security General Counsel Jonathan Myers wrote in a letter to Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, we demand that Texas cease and desist its efforts to block Border Patrol's access in and around Shelby Park area and remove all barriers to access in Shelby Park. The council set a deadline of the end of the day, January 17th, which is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the recent actions by the state of Texas have impeded operations of the Border Patrol Those actions conflict with the authority and duties of the Border Patrol under federal law. The use of the word impeded by the Department of Homeland Security General Counsel could imply a threat of criminal action against officers and agents of the state of Texas who are carrying out the orders of Governor Abbott to secure Shelby Park and prevent Border Patrol's entry into the area. Under federal law, it is a federal crime to impede or interfere with certain officers or employees of the federal government. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised if they do that. Yeah, right. If they go after the people involved. Right. Because normally this would be a court case. You would go to the courts and the courts would demand right. that you do it, and then you'd be in contempt of court. Yeah, you they're, wait. They're, they're talking about the Department of Justice getting involved and prosecuting it. Right. Which doesn't surprise me at all. No. Nope, right out of the Biden playbook and the liberal playbook of today. Breitbart, Texas, reached out uh, to the Department of Homeland Security, the Border Patrol, uh, for clarification of the use of the phrase impeded and whether it constitutes a threat of criminal prosecution. A response was not available by press time, Hmm. just so you know what might be happening there. So, yeah. We'll see. Well, well, we should know by... End of the day. Tomorrow at this time when we're on. Yep. For sure. 86690 Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Look at this here. In celebration of Religious Freedom Day, yeah, uh, the uh, uh, Beckett has released the fifth edition of the Religious Freedom Index, the nation's only annual poll that tracks Americans' opinion on religious freedom. The 2023 index marks the highest overall score in the index's history. Wow. Showing really? that Americans are increasingly unified in supporting religious liberty for people of all faith. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Why? I'm assuming this was done, this wasn't, it would make sense if it was done in the weeks following October 7th. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't know if it was. I'll do some research on that. Because that, in a way, surprised me a little bit. Because as we know, over the last couple of decades, the Democrats have consistently tried to, uh, in the the, the First Amendment, uh, try to clamp down on religious freedom. We know that. Sure. We've covered all the different cases. So the fact that this is happening here, I'll have to do some research to find out uh, whether this was done Post-October 7th, I could see it because of the anti-Semitism that you see now that, frankly, shocked a ton of Americans. Oh, yeah. Didn't shock us. We knew it was there. But also maybe, you know, with the with the uh, every, uh, all these blue areas cracking down during COVID, you could go here, but you couldn't go to church. Uh, yeah, maybe. You know, maybe that was part of the driver. We'll that, look more into this. Yep. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 